Hey everyone, what's going on? It's Steve. I just wanted to say what's up. Hey, one year anniversary. It's our one year show. I think it's pretty cool. We've been doing this for a solid year. You've been with me alongside the whole time. You may be new. You may be here since episode one. Either way, welcome to the last podcast you'd want. My name is Steve. I'm the host. It's a little bit different. It's the one year anniversary. I'm pretty excited. I waited until the actual day to record this. Normally, I dropped this the night before. I was rather tired last night, and I just came home and passed out. Um, today on the show, I'm going to go right into the guest, and then I'll get everything else. I'm very excited. Uh, from TV and screen, Jason Weeman Okuna from the Jackass films and the Jackass TV show. Uh, we got him on the phone, and we had a very fun time. And I think it's a really good episode. Along with that... This week in the theaters, let's see, looking at the box office, coming in number five this week, it just opened up with 4.2 million, we have Black Christmas, we have Richard Jewell coming in at 4.2 million as well, so I guess you could call that a tie. Coming in at number three this week is Knives Out with 9.1 million, being knocked off the number one spot for I want to say two or three weeks in a row, Frozen 2 comes in at number two at 19.1, and number one in the box office is Jumanji, The Next Level, with 59.3 million, which leads me to the film that I saw the other night, Jumanji, The Next Level. I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a good continuation to the original film. It's a new story, new characters, new abilities. I think it's a lot of fun. If you enjoyed Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. I think you're very much going to enjoy Jumanji the next level. It very much sets up the world of Jumanji even more. And it's a fun insight into the game that we all knew and grew up loving. And by that, I mean the movie with Robin Williams and the movie that came out two years ago. Coming out next week, I'm very excited. Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker, Cats, Bombshell. I think these are three films that are coming out that are really good. A lot of people aren't excited for Cats. I grew up on Cats, so I'm going to go see it regardless. I've seen it on the stage. Now I'll go see it on the screen. I'm not much... A lot of people are very upset and everything and disturbed by the imagery, and it does look very disturbing. But I think, uh, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber knows what he's doing when it comes to musicals. I'm a big fan. Uh, Bombshell. I think it looks interesting. I watched this trailer. Um... And they had to tell me that was Charlize Theron in order to know that was Charlize Theron in the trailer. I I think it looks really interesting based on a true story of uh, scandals and affairs that happened uh, in the world of politics nowadays. Of course, who doesn't? Come on, Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. This is the closing out of of, uh, the nine-part series, which was originally supposed to be a three-part series. And then Lucas said that there were three parts, others that he had written years ago. But I don't think, no, we're not going to get into that. Which one are you going to go see? Hit us up online, on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what movies you're going to be checking out in the theaters if you're going to be going to the theaters this week. Coming out soon, we got Little Women, we got Spies in Disguise, and we got Ip Man 4, the finale. So uh, I guess we're going to have the last Ip Man film. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been one full year of the last podcast you'd want. Uh, a little short, special introduction. Not even fucking special. It's just me talking like I always do. Guys, I hope you're doing well. I hope life is treating you well. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We have our ups. We have our downs. And sometimes the downs are there longer than the ups. And we just have to learn to walk through that valley. We need to learn to ride that wave. We need to learn to just get through to the next day. 
Love the ones that you have next to you. Hold them close. Because they may not be there tomorrow. And it sounds really morbid, but it's true. Life is precious. And life is a gift. And you should always cherish the ones. With us coming upon Christmas and us coming upon a new year. Uh, we should tell the ones that we love that we love them. And unless the grudge is one that you feel that you need to hold on to. Let those grudges go. Life is far too short to be angry, to be envious, to be sad. Red Bastine said it. Lenny Poffo said it. You got two choices. You can get on the happy bus. You can get on the sad bus. Why get on the sad bus? Everyone should be happy. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it home before I just start rambling even more. I love you all. Everyone that takes the time and effort to, to download my podcast, to rate, review, subscribe. All you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for riding this wave with me. This is one year with many more years to come. I got some great guests lined up. Um, I'm really excited for the upcoming weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, happy one year anniversary for the last podcast you'd want. Tip the veal. Try the staff. Happy anniversary. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a monumental day. It is our one-year episode. We have been going for one year, and I have, I have searched around, and I have found an actor. I have found a professional skateboarder, a jack-of-all-trades. I have with me today, Wee Man. Wee Man, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Congratulations on your one year accomplishment. Thank you. And I, you know, I have to say, I've had some really great guests, but for one year, I'd say you're, you're pretty, you're pretty up there for me, man. So thank you so much for, for <laughs> taking you, the time you. and coming on. Uh, I'm, I'm no not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I have been watching you for 19 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we've been I've, at it for 19 years, so it's been good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, just to start off, uh, if you don't know uh, who Wee Man is, you've seen him on TV on uh, Jackass. You've seen him in, in all of the Jackass films. And I'm going to start off just with a quick uh, movie question because I was doing a little bit of research on you, and I see that you have a writing credit for Jackass 2 and Jackass 3D. Yeah. Yes, I do. What What exactly did that entail for uh, entail for the movies? Uh, just coming up with bits and ideas to film. So whoever you know, if we come up with them, we get writing credits for them. Oh, excellent. Okay, so um, uh, how many ideas did you pitch for Jackass Two that actually got on film? Uh, th that I can think of, probably one or two. One or two for both of them. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what was your what was your favorite of the the of all of them you pitched that made it? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of what it was. Well, what I did for uh, the Big Hand, Knoxville wrote the Big Hand, and Bam didn't show up the day that we actually filmed it. He was coming the next day because he missed a flight or something. Okay. And I said, 
well, in this bit, let's cut up a little bit, open a bag of flour, so when he walks in, we can antique him. Oh, that's amazing. And <laughs> not only do we hit him with a hand, we antique him. And oh, that, that was what we did the next day. That was great. And I love, I love the big hand. Uh, it's, it's for me, it's right up there with the, uh, the boxing gloves through the wall. Yeah. The Valentine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so have you ever walked out of a movie, uh, in the movie theater? Yes. I've done it two times in my whole life. But the funny part is that when I, when you asked me this question and I was thinking about it, those movies were so horrible I can't even think of the names of them. That's that is I I love that I'm gonna I love that in in a full year um you've walked out of two but they were so horrible you didn't even dedicate them to memory. Yes, that's yep. and no. I was, the one 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 I remember I was with it like with my girlfriend at the time and I was sitting there like oh my god I want to walk out of this but I don't know how she feels or whatever. And finally, I'm like, how do you feel about it? She goes, oh, my God, let's walk. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so Thank walk. God. There was that. There was this time period. I'm sitting there, and it was so bad. And I'm like, no, we need to leave. <laughs> That's awesome. That happened exactly with me and uh, and my wife with Jupiter Ascending. I was sitting there, and I'm going, oh, my God, this film is horrible. I want to leave. But I thought that she was into it. She was the one that wanted to see it. And about, okay. about 20, 25 minutes into it, I just look at her and I go, hey, what what do you think of this so far? And she was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not digging this. And I just went, oh, thank God, let's go get our money back right now. Yeah. I, I never asked for money back. I oh, just uh, think, uh, you just you know, left. It's, it's kind of like one, one of those things, like once you, once you bite into the cookie, you've eaten the cookie, you know? Sure. So like, yeah, the cookie if 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 you thought you were getting a chocolate chip cookie and you went and they go, well, we do this special one, and you, well, okay, I'll try it, and you bite into it, you know, it's your choice to throw it away than to, than to keep eating. Absolutely. Uh, luckily, uh, I did three or four years working at movie theaters. Uh, so uh, in, okay. in, in actuality, if within the first 30 minutes of the film starting, most films, will, most theaters will give you a refund. If you just go to the, yes, if you go to the front and you can just be honest and be like, this film is not for me. Is there any way I can get my money back? Uh, But if you go up and go, Hey, there's an emergency. I gotta, I gotta take off. Can I, can I get a a ticket to come back? They'll, you know, nine times out of 10, they will always give you a ticket to come back because they've already made the money and they're going to make more money with you coming back. Because if you've already bought concessions, you're going to come back and you're going to buy more concessions again. Exactly. Ah. So that's right. some good. that's something good always to think about. Yeah, always like something to think about. <laughs> good. I may test out more movies now with that idea. And and you know what? I have had uh, I've I've had a lot of people. We had one gentleman uh, at a theater that would come in and continuously uh, claim to be a doctor and have medical emergencies uh, when it was films that he clearly just did not like. And. <laughs> <laughs> You can only have you can only have so many medical emergencies when you're watching movies, you know. Yeah, yeah it's your day off, guy. We know you got the day off from delivering babies. 
get back in there and finish the movie. <laughs> they 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 eventually just had to tell him like hey like we we can't refund you I'm sorry like you yeah. you you do this continuously yeah um, there's always those people there are, there are always those people um yeah. is is there a movie that you could watch every day like no questions asked whether it's sitting down watching it or just having it on for background noise while you're like cleaning the house. Yes, there's there's a few, but as, ever since I've been a kid, I've always loved One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good movie. That's an amazing cast. Yes. Yep, Danny DeVito. Christopher uh, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Mhm. Uh, yeah, big heavy hitters. <laughs> and that's that's a, a lot of movie. That's a movie that I feel. Um, a lot of people, especially, I'm, I'm not saying the youth nowadays, but I'm saying a lot of people forget, like, that's a good Nicholson, you know, like a good Nicholson flick. Like, yeah. I, I, it's it, it's around The Shining time, but it was, a, I, I think it was a little bit better than The Shining. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. It, and, and a phenomenal director, the director himself, Milos Forman. Uh, yeah. went on went on to do uh, amazing films. One of my favorite films, uh, Man on the Moon. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good but, one. But he did Amadeus. He did The People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. You know, he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he did, one, he did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is uh, an amazing uh, film. Uh, yet another connection to The Shining, Scatman Crothers. Yes. Yeah, he was yep. in. He was in. He was in both of those. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, so that that in itself uh, may be the answer to the next uh, the next question, but a movie that actually takes you back to your childhood. Yeah, that is it. Every, okay. Every time. Every yeah, time. I remember no. watching it all the time. No, that's I great. Just, I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, I've always had this phenomenon of people with mental health. They just, they entertain me. Even even if I see somebody on the street, they're talking to themselves or something, they catch my eye. Because I know, I know the, the, you know, the wheels are turning in their head and there's things going on, but it's just not, it's, I don't know if it's below society or above society. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel that. Um, and, uh, and that is definitely a movie that deals with that. Another one that I like um, that deals with that in a capacity uh, would be 12 Monkeys. Yes. And that's a good thing you bring that up because I love Brad Pitt's in that, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Brad Pitt is one of my other favorite actors and I love tons of movies he's done. Yeah. And, and uh, with 12 Monkeys, you get his introduction in the mental institution Yes. Where yeah. where where they have all of the people and, and that's exactly what you're talking about. It's people that are functioning above or below like the norm. Yes. Because because Brad Pitt in that film I say is one hundred percent working above the norm with the yes. with the with the psychotic seas ha what he has. But there are definitely people that are in that place that are working below that are, are oh. there for purely <laughs> for their own safety. And the safety of people around them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
so yep. so you so you say Brad Pitt uh, is one of your favorite actors. Uh, what would yes. you say? What would you say uh, off the top of your head? Uh, favorite three that he's done. Favorite three that Brad Pitt's done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Twelve Monkeys, definitely. Uh, um, Snatch. And, absolutely. Yep. And. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the first one. I, um, I, and and that would that. Those are three great. That's probably really thinking about it. Those would definitely be on my top three, top five. Uh, I love, I love Snatch. It's one of the first things I really remember seeing Brad Pitt in, even though he had already been in a ton before that. Yes. He's just a completely different character. Like you have Brad Pitt in films where he's just playing Brad Pitt, but in this he's 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 Mikey or or Mickey. I think it's Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also he has that accent that you can't really understand either. He's yeah, he's a full pikey. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So he, much, and he plays it to a T. He he absolutely does. Uh, so much, uh, I love that film so much that if anyone ever asks me if I like dogs, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll say digs. I'll go digs. Digs? <laughs> no, you like digs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like digs. I like dogs, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, um, I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like dogs. I like caravans even more. <laughs> So, yeah. would you, so do you have a favorite genre when it comes to films? Yes, I do. I love definitely comedies. I like the stupid. I like the stupid of Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell style comedies. Okay. But but then I also like the Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Guy Ritchie style films too. Sure, the very the very British. The very British, the very like uh, all over the place. The humor is undertone, but it is funny, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That's those, those are my two. Like, if I was gonna say style films, those would be them. Excellent. So uh, you bring up Adam Sandler, uh, Will Ferrell. What would be your favorite Adam Sandler film? Adam Sandler film is Happy Gilmore. Yeah. All right. I love that one. Yep, and Will Ferrell is Step Brothers. <laughs> All right, that's I love I love Step Brothers. Uh, that is a film uh, that I get a lot of a lot of just my friends and I. You know, we just give throw oh, random quotes quote, at each other. You could quote that one all day long. You quote the whole film. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'd have to say probably my favorite uh, favorite quote is uh, "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but I'm gonna punch you in the balls repeatedly." <laughs> yep. My favorite is you can call me Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> when they just introduce themselves and they're just making up their own nicknames. <laughs> oh, when the, when it's just tension, I just love the scene between the two of them where they're just like, if you were female and you could sleep with any man, who would it be on three? One, two, three. John oh. Stamos. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I love I love Step Brothers. Uh, I love Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's probably one of my uh, favorite Adam Sandler films. Uh, 
obviously Billy Madison is is for for our generation for for you know for for us I'd say Billy Madison is the first film that really introduced us to Adam Sandler in the films. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then right after that, he gave us Happy Gilmore and so on and so on. But I'd say, like, Happy Gilmore is, like, the peak of Sandler. Uh, yes. Totally but with, peak of with that being said, have you seen the trailer for Uncut Gems? No, I have not. Do I've you? Been- Oh, I've been live. I you could say you you could do the quote of what have you been living under a rock or something, and I'm like no, I've been living in my van. <laughs> and there you go. Um, See, uh, yes. Um, so Adam Sandler has a film coming out that if you get the chance to see, uh, I would highly recommend it. It's called Uncut Gems. Uh, there's okay. a there's a lot of talk about it. They say that he's going to possibly get an Oscar nomination. Wow. It is, it is a, it's one of his more serious roles. He's basically playing from, from what I've gathered, he's like the middle man of, of a big, I'm assuming like mafia businessman and he's flashing the guy's money elsewhere. And, uh, Oh, it looks, it looks uh, astounding. Okay. I will check it out. I hope it's not one. I hope it's not the first film I walk out of and remember the name, because then I'm gonna I, have to call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so as well. No, um, no, no. It sounds like a good, and especially because it's Adam Sandler. It sounds like it's gonna be a hit. Absolutely. I, I, the, I, I, I love the trailer so much. Like, I, I don't want to even really say anything. Um, just because I, that's how strongly I feel the film is going to stand on its own just from seeing a trailer on its own right. Uh, wow. Awesome. Um, so in 2012, uh, you were the executive producer and you starred in a film called Elfman. Yes. So how did that come about? Was that something that you already had your fingers in or was that something that, that you were approached on? I was approached on it. And then they, you know, I brought ideas to the table, like what we should do in it too. And I just, I loved the, when they came to me and said, we're going to do this. I was like, awesome. I love this film. We, we're going to make it amazing. And it, it has, it has the home alone feel to it, but uh, a little cheesier. All right. So is what I would say if you haven't seen that film. Yeah, so it's it's essentially you play an elf, the, you play one of Santa's helpers, and you get left yep. uh, to help and with I the get, family. I, I, there's a doll that's on Earth. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, there's a doll that's on uh, in the States because I'm from the North Pole. Sure. There's a doll, and this little girl wishes upon the doll, like, I think for her family to be together for Christmas and uh, I, uh, the dog comes alive and that's me. And it happens Christmassy because Stan uh, is out and about and I, uh, I come out and I'm at this little girl's house and they, the kids just, they get three wishes and they wish for different things. Okay. And, and hilarity ensues from there. Yes. <laughs> that's excellent. Um, so with films, uh, 
being a fan, do you have a favorite director, someone whose uh, works you're always looking forward to, or someone who may not be directing anymore that you like their collective? I love Guy Ritchie's. He would be number two. Quentin Tarantino has always been my favorite. I love every one of his films. I think I'm only missing one out of seeing all of them. Which one are you missing? I, uh, it's, it's the, uh, I'm trying to think of it. Cause when, when the last one came out, he had the posters of all his films up mm-hmm. and I was, and I was checking all of them out and, uh, damn, I can't, I can't think of it offhand. Oh, no, that's all right. I mean, I, so, so the last film he put out was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Seen it. Yep. Right before that I was the, right before that was the hateful late. Right back. the premiere. Okay, then there was then there was Inglorious Bastards. Went to the premiere of that too. Uh, is that it, premiere, that premiere at in, the Inglorious Bastards premiere. Uh, I actually Quentin Tarantino pulled me aside, and he goes, "Hey, I got to talk to you." And I'm like, "Okay." He goes, "Hey, do you remember a couple months back? This was like right before the film came out." Sure. He goes, "You were riding your riding your bike in Hermosa down the down the pier." Like, you know, by the shops. I'm like, yeah, I do all the time. I live up the street from there. He goes, yeah. But do you remember someone yelling, hey, we man, we man. I'm like, I get that all the time. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but this time, you didn't even look back. You just raised your hand and gave me a peace sign. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I hear we man yelled to me every day. I go, if you would have yelled at Jason, I would have came over. He goes, man, I had two friends over from lunch. And I wouldn't tell him I was your buddy and all that, but you peaced me in front of him. <laughs> that, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but next time. He goes, all right, I'll call you Jason next time. That, that is, that is super, that's super funny. Um, yeah. So, so you, you, I mean, you obviously go to a lot of, of premieres. You were at uh, Inglorious Bastards. You were at, um, uh, we Hateful said eight. Hateful Eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it was it uh, Death Proof? Is Death Proof the one you haven't seen? That might be it. Is it because it's I, the one? It's the one with the car on it. Yes, I was gonna say the one with the car on it. So it's Death Proof. Yes. The yeah, only, that, it's the only Quentin Tarantino movie I have not seen. Still and it's yet. the and it's the only movie that ten, Quentin Tarantino technically won't admit that he really directed. That's awesome because tarantino has said that he's only going to direct 10 films yes yes and 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 uh, once upon a time in hollywood was announced as his ninth film but he's directed 10 movies yes 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 <laughs> but the the one part i think is weird is uh kill bill because oh. It's two because movies. Because every, everybody worked on it as one movie, and they split it into two. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I all lo- the actors and actresses were livid. Oh, yeah, because they only got paid for one movie. Yeah, they got paid for one movie and worked – or yeah, got paid for one movie, but put out two. Yeah, I would have I would have been upset with that as well. Um, yeah. But but in the long run, um, I don't think at that point in time anyone would have sat through a three and a three and a half to you know four hour film. Yeah, 
There's, they I mean, did hateful, they did in Hateful Eight. <laughs> they well, they they put an intermission in Hateful Eight. Yes, I actually, they, I worked. That I, was awesome. I I unfortunately uh, was unable to catch Hateful Eight in the theater. Um, I saw it at home, which I think I, I personally feel uh, for that movie that's more of a sit at home and watch movie uh, uh-huh. than it, it than it would be a sit in the theater and watch movie. Um, I could just, agree with you on that one, but going to the premiere was fun. Oh, it, it, I'm sure it was phenomenal. Yeah, the cast made it fun. Quentin made it fun, and having that little intermission made it cool because then you're like, all right, you're talking to everybody for 15 minutes, and then, okay, back, you know. Back end it. Right, yeah, right, right. You go to the bathroom, you get some more snacks. It, it, it was cool. Oh, I'm sure with the whole atmosphere at the premiere, uh, it's amazing. Um, seeing it, seeing it when it's when it's a when it's a theater of because it is such a long film and it was such a limited release, uh, you know, fifteen twenty people in a theater for one showing, and then you just kind of have fifteen people just kind of meandering uh, if they want in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> but oh no! But all of his other films since I've been into Quentin Tarantino and been able to go to see Quentin Tarantino in the theater, which would essentially be Kill Bill and and Beyond. Um, yeah. I, I've seen them all in the theater and I love, I love his collective work. Uh, I was very fortunate enough last year. I'm sure fans are tired of hearing me talk about this, but you're a new guest and you don't know. I was fortunate enough to have Robert Forrester on my show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I yeah. met him. I met him at uh Malton fest. Leonard Malton had a movie fest uh, yeah. earlier, earlier this year. Uh, and I paid for Mr. Forrester's parking uh, because the lot attendant was not there when he was there. Uh, and in, yeah. retur- in return, I just asked him to do my show, uh, and he, he gladly did. That's awesome. That, that's but, cool. I like That's when the universe brought you two together. That, that means it was supposed to happen. Absolutely. Um, but I'm a, such a fan of, of Quentin Tarantino and his collective work. Uh, yeah. what, would be, what would be your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Uh, Pulp Fiction. All right. Um, what yeah. is it? What is it about Pulp Fiction? Was it the first one that you saw of his, uh, or is it just the film as a collective that you love? I love the film as a collective. I love John Travolta's character and how he played it, but I also loved the sly coolness of Samuel L. Jackson. All right. And Samuel L. Jackson is another one of my in in my top three to top five actors and sweetest dudes i've ever met that dude is the most humble sweetest guys i've ever met so i'm he he walked up to me the first time we met and it was at this restaurant that i went to with my manager and my manager goes oh this is where all the stars really eat and it was some restaurant under like uh William Morris or one of the one of the agencies, and I'm All like, right. no, they just maybe stop in here for a coffee or whatever. It's this little Italian restaurant right there, and we go in and we're eating, and I have like a mouthful of spaghetti and I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it's Samuel L. Jackson, and he goes, hey man, I just want to say big fan, and I'm like, bleh, 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 like spitting out spaghetti, and I'm like, oh my god, Samuel L. Jackson, I'm your biggest fan. And he goes, nice to meet you. I just got to go, but just wanted to say hi. And oh my ever, 
ever since that moment, anytime he sees me, he looks at me and puts his arms out, comes up and gives me a hug. Like we've been childhood friends. That is so amazing. <laughs> that is that is such yeah. a great story to hear. That is just such a great bond between two people that are just, just collective fans. Of, you know, they're, they're fans of each other's works. Yeah, yeah, that, it's funny. That is... <laughs> That is awesome. Um, uh, going into uh, your your work uh, throughout uh, 2000 and beyond, you did the Jackass TV show uh, along yeah. along with three movies. Yeah. Um, what three you, three number one movies? Three number one movies uh, along with. Uh, I could say two two sequels. You had two. You had Jackass two point five, and I want to yeah, say and and three point five. Yeah, and three point five because you guys did shoot enough footage to make to make other to make you know continuations of it. Um, yeah, we we always like to go and just shoot as much footage as we can, and you know put the gold out there. But we got so much that we even got so much good stuff. They were like, what do we do with this? And after the second film, we just, we were out filming. And seriously, Paramount had to tell us to stop filming. They got, <laughs> they were so, we were so in the zone and kept going places. They were like, we have it. We get it. We got it. They're like, stop, stop, stop. And we're like, it was, we were just having so much fun out there that, it, you know, we just kept getting more footage. Of course. Uh, and and with that, you got the opportunity to literally travel the world. Yeah. Yes, I have. Um, of of yeah. all the pla- of all the places you've traveled and filmed, uh, what was your favorite, or where? Huh. I love Japan. I loved Thailand. I love Australia. I've been over the whole country of Australia, and not even Australians have been all over Australia. So. That was that's been pretty fun. Yeah, um, and Australia is uh, is pretty much as almost as big as North America. Oh wow! I didn't even. So yeah, I've been all the way to the west coast where Perth is, where mm-hmm. uh, Bon Scott's buried from ACDC. He's buried in Perth, and we went. And... I've gone to his grave site. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah, I've been all over the world. Yeah. Um. So Thailand is that is because I want to say is that where you filmed with you and Preston and uh, all of the other uh, tiny people? people? Yeah, little people no. chasing them. No, no, no. That was in India. Okay. Okay. Um. I have so, to say, I, I have to say that is probably probably one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. We we <laughs> we went to India to film a whole bunch of bits. And that was the only bit that made it into the movie. And we were there for 15 days. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. That's, that is crazy. Um, so of the TV series and the three films, I mean, obviously you did a lot, and obviously there's a lot that, that we could cover. Um, but what were just some of your favorite moments that either made it or some moments uh, or stories that some people may not know about what happened with you and all of the other jackass guys. Uh, we always ended up, so throughout filming the, the, the movies, 
we always went to Florida to film with Manny the Shark Guy and stuff and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we always ended up at this same hotel in Orlando. And if you look throughout the movies, you'll see us filming stuff in a hotel. It's the same location, just we've gone there different times. Okay. And one time, they were about to remodel, so they said we could destroy anything we wanted <laughs> because we always came there, and we'd take over, like, two floors. All right. So that's when, that's when we cut into the wall and did the, the Valentine punching glove through the wall. We did hallway, like, ball surfing. Okay. Kinds of stuff. So if you go back and you see hotel footage, oh, is that we always did uh, in Orlando. Is that is that the room where you guys did the medicine balls in the dark? Yep, did that there too. Because <laughs> I'm just because I just remember just walls getting just smashed. Yeah. Um, I have that to say like a conference, that was like a conference room for them. That's hilarious. So I, I I have to say, uh, so it would probably be the hotel. The the key memory I have, if it is there, uh, would that be where Ryan Dunn shoved a toy car up his ass? Uh, no, that was a different hotel. Oh, okay. I think was, yeah, I think that was down in Miami or the Keys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a different hotel. That's diff- that different. Like, you can tell. You can tell that's a like a motel style one where the doors are on the outside and there's little balconies. Okay. Yeah, that's one of those. But that's that is something if if because I'm not gonna lie, you know, I probably watch all three films at least once once a year, uh, just because I purely enjoy it. Uh, in all honesty, there are two skits that I completely skip in the first film. Uh, I skip right. I skip Yellow Snow Cone. <laughs> yep. And I skip paper cuts. Oh, you don't like paper cuts? Oh, no. I I remember watching paper cuts in the theater uh, yeah. with my best friend at the time. And, and we were like two little girls in a horror film just squirming and literally just clinging onto each other. Like my face would go into his shoulder his face would go into my, no, I did, was not a fan of paper cuts. Yeah. Paper cuts does. It's, it's a, it's a certain crowd for that one. Cause people know how that feels. Yeah. Like when you oh. see it happen, when you see oh. it happen, you know exactly how that felt. Oh, and, and I've, I, yo, I had, I had experienced that uh, multiple times in my life. So rewatching it uh, was not fun. Um, yeah. one of my favorite quotes, though, I have to say, if, if you, if you look at me and go, Steve, can you quote anything from any of the Jackass films? Uh, it would yeah. be, it would be all right. Who's got the card throwing machine? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is so, one of, please, please so, go, go on. <laughs> that came about that uh that uh we were in New Orleans and I was dating a girl from Louisiana at the time too so it worked out perfectly for me. Uh we filmed all day 
And then everybody went out that night. So we went out, had dinner, I think, with everybody. And then we went out drinking. And everybody kind of split up. But when we got back, I got a call from Jeff. And he's like, we man, we have to film this. We just met this guy at at the bar. And he's an amazing card thrower. And I'm like, okay. And I was I was wasted. My chick was with me. We were in the hotel. And I'm like, just stay here. I got to go film this real quick, and I'll be back. And I go down. I'm buzzed. I'm like, all right, sit on this chair. Blue Brands that says we're going to get a card in your butt crack. And I'm like, fine. So I sat there, and he threw a card. Like, I felt it come at me, and but I thought it, like, went underneath my butt. So I thought, like, this card was slicing through, like, my butt cheek, but, like, right. but not making it in. So I got this little jolt, and I'm like, ah, and I jump off. And I kept doing it over and over. And I never, like, said, is this, I, just, I wanted the bit. This was, like, we were, this was number two where we went so hard, we just wanted bit. Right. And I wanted him to land a card in my ass so bad. So in the and, movie, and in it the was hurting, it was hurting so hard that I go, I can't. This, this guy can't be throwing these cards that hard. There must be a card throwing machine. <laughs> you know, finally when they're like, dude, we, I'm like, you can't get this. Look, you. I'm like, where's the card throwing machine? Everybody lost it. I I lost it in the theater. Um, yeah. So how many ta- how many times did they shock you in the ass? They, they didn't even show all of them. It was like probably about a dozen. It was twelve times. Because in the movie, I want to say they only show like four or five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they knowing it. Oh, that is gold. That is hilarious. That is, I, I mean, legitimately, that is one of my favorite quotes. I can't even. I can't even really tell you <laughs> other quotes. Other than Bam bitching like, oh, God, I hope we don't make Jackass 2 or God, I hope we don't make Jackass 3. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love um, – I'm sure he's a sweet guy, um, but I love how much Bam gets tortured sometimes in, that, in those movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so have you ever had a movie uh, through your childhood or adulthood uh, that's given you nightmares? Uh, I used to be afraid of Jaws. All right. When it first came out, the original one when I was a kid. Sure. And, and yeah, that was one. Uh, Friday the 13th, the original one with Jason gave me it. And it was just the, like the music did it for me. Like I knew something fucked up was about to happen once you heard the music. Oh, sure. It's very, it's very eerie, ominous music. Yeah. The music killed me. But then but, now, like, as I grew older, it's like, I could love that theme song. Oh, of course. You watch it now, and, and you love it. Uh, you, you see it with a different set of eyes. It's it's yes. crazy It's crazy yes. how much growing up truly does change you. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I love Jaws. I was that ir- irrational child that if the light was out in the pool, I would not swim in it at night. Um because, <laughs> Because in my irrational mind, oh no no, there's a shark in that pool. You you oh, yeah. you cannot he, change he, my mind. He turned off the light. He's waiting for somebody. One hundred percent. 
light was out, nighttime, I was like, Mm-mm, no, I'm not even dipping a toe in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm right there with you. My father uh, went and saw Jaws in the uh, theater on its original run. Uh, and the lady in front of him who had a full tub of popcorn proceeded to shower my father with it uh, when Richard Dreyfuss went diving under the boat and the head popped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. my fa- she 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 gave a big old scream and threw it in the air and it just went all over my father behind her, or behind yeah. But I love those. I'm I'm right there with you. Jaws definitely. Jaws is probably the reason why I think there's a shark in the pool when I was younger. So yeah. and yeah. and I and I remember watching um, when I was younger. Um, I always say when I was younger. Fuck, obviously I was younger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a child. Uh, I always get his name wrong. I think it's like uh, Joe Bob Briggs and he did like Joe Bob Briggs drive-in theater and, and he play the Friday, the 13th and he play the nightmare in Elm street. But then he, he was like this like good old boy that would talk between the commercials with a pretty girl next to him and make some jokes. And I always like, oh, use, I always use that as like a laughter and a release, like escape from it. Uh, but nine times out of ten, I was always sleeping with the light on at the end of the night because I it would keep yeah. me up till till one or two in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you happen to uh, remember your first childhood crush of, of, of an actress? Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Really? I had her, yep, I had her pictures like from magazines and different things plastered all over my room. Oh. Jason, can I can I share a little secret between you and me and everyone listening? Sure. Drew Barrymore is my hall pass with my wife. Oh no way! I have had a crush on Drew Barrymore uh, since I'd say sixth to seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> Drew Drew Barrymore is my absolute number one crush. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Favorite Drew Barrymore film. Uh, definitely, it, it's creepy just because I was a kid too, but E.T. is one of them. All right. Uh, Wedding Singer. Love, love it. Fifty First Dates, both Adam, you know, both Adam Sandler films. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, I can't right now, but those, those are, those are the ones right there. I, I love those. Uh, for me... Uh, it's not even a Drew Barrymore film. Uh, Scream. I love Scream. Oh, Scream's good. Yeah, Scream is good, but it, it yeah, it's not a Drew Barrymore film. It it the fun thing the fun thing about it, if I remember the story correctly, uh, Wes actually wanted Drew to play the role of of Sydney, and uh. Drew, and Drew essentially said, "Well, what if I play the girl that dies at the beginning? Because if I die in the film." That means anybody can die in the film because at the time she was a real hot ticket, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She was she was making her comeback from her bad girl from her bad girl life. Yeah, from that from the thirteen year old cokehead. Yeah, well, the, and the Drew Barrymore that posed in Playboy. Yes, 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 yeah. One, yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, I love her in that. Um, a lot of people may not know about it or like it, but I'm a big fan of Bad Girls. Uh, okay, all right. Do you, do you know Do you know that one? Yeah, I never saw it, but yeah, it's got 
And, and funny enough, it's got it's got a cast. It's got it's got Madeline Stowe. It's got Mary Stewart Masterson. It's got Andy McDowell. It's got Drew Barrymore. Those are your your four, you know, lead girls. And those are the only other names really. Robert Lozier's in it for a minute, and Dur- uh, Dermot Mc- uh, Mul- Mulroney. Yeah, it seems too. It seems too like chick flick for me. It's actually it's it's a bad ass movie. It's it's okay. for it's it's for it's for girls uh that that it's it's set during the western times when when women were women and men were men. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And these and these women were like no 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 we ain't playing that game. Like they were like female cowboy. They were cowgirls and it's yeah. badass uh and and like hardcore hardcore uh Drew Barrymore side boob uh to full front boob. Whoa. Just to just to throw that one Whoa. out there for you. All right. Cool. So I I <laughs> I love that one. I it she's done really so much. I love Firestarter because uh, she did oh, that yeah, one. Firestarter is a good one. Yes. She did that one right right after she did E. T. Yep. Firestarter is uh, a good one. Have you ever seen the documentary My Date with Drew? No. Uh, either have I. Only because I'm super jelly. Uh, it's a dude that went out of his way to continuously bother Drew Barrymore's uh, people to get a date with her. Just one date with Drew Barrymore. That's funny. I got to look that up. That's a funny one. Yeah, it's called, it's either called a date with Drew or my date with Drew. Ah, okay. But no, I, I'll have to Google that one. Uh, but speaking of, so, so speaking of Drew Barrymore, have you, have you ever met her? of all the celebrities you've met? Nope. I've never met Drew Barrymore. All right. I I wish. I wish. Then you would, then you would, uh, then you would, um, uh, you would be fine with getting your, uh, your hall pass. My hall pass. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I, I, yes. If I, if I had the chance, yeah, probably 100% I'd take that hall pass. Uh, Um, I, I mean, uh, I wish I met Drew Barrymore. I went to Comic-Con for years. Um, I, I've gone to multiple, so I'm, I'm involved in the world of professional wrestling. So like, I don't know if you've ever done any signings there, but up in the LA area, there's Frankensons. Uh-huh. So I went no, up. I didn't have any signings like that anywhere now. Oh, okay. Well, I, I went up for, uh, my friend to help him set up for uh, the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart, and uh, and up there, up there doing an appearance of some sort. I don't know why they were there, uh, but I ended up meeting uh, Preston, Chris, and Aaron. Ah, uh, okay, cool. And they were they were all super nice. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, everyone that I've met from that crew uh, has been super nice and awesome. Uh, I was once working um, a drive-through at Jack in the Box. Uh, and I got my order and they came on through and I literally look and I, I, I think I have both of the names correct. I know the first one I went, are you Jeff Tremaine? And, and, uh, who's the, the camera guy, Eric. Rick Kosick. Yeah. Eric Kosick. That's what I thought it was. I went, are you Jeff Tremaine and Eric Kosick? And they both just look at me. It's Rick Kosick. Oh, Rick Kosick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I go, are you? Jeff Tremaine and Rick Kosick, and they just both look at me and they go, "Yeah, 
And I was like, <laughs> I, I truly was just like shocked or stunned for a moment. I was like, fuck, I'm a big fan of the work. Keep it up. And awesome. I just, I'd give them their food and, and they're like, thanks, man. We're, we're filming today down in San Diego. And they just got the food and took on off. That's rad. Cool. But, um, yeah, so I have a question. It's it's an it's an interesting one that I I, I like. Uh, and some people, you know, are are a fan. Some people aren't. Are you a fan of the Back to the Future films? Yes, I am. So when Marty goes back in time, his mayor is Goldie Wilson, right? Okay. But, w- but when he goes back to the fifties, Goldie Wilson is just you know cleaning up the floor of the local malt shop. He looks at yes. Goldie. He looks at Goldie Wilson and he goes, "You're you're going to be mayor someday." And he goes, "Yeah, I am going to be mayor someday." Yes, I remember that. Yep. Do you think Goldie Wilson becomes mayor from his own destiny, or do you think that Goldie Wilson becomes mayor because Marty goes back in time and puts it in his head? He goes to be because because Marty puts it in his head. All right, rock and roll. Yep, that's that's my answer. Um. So along with Jackass, uh, you also made a couple appearances on the spinoff show Wild Boys with Steve-O and Chris Pontius. Yeah, I did. Did you did you have a lot of uh, I mean a, a lot of fun with that? Did you did you do a lot of I, traveling, or were you mostly yeah. when they filmed down in like Florida? No, no, no. We went to Thailand uh, on that too. Uh, I forget where else we went. Well, we went a few places, and I love filming with them. Steve and Chris always consider me one of the wild boys. That's that's awesome. I loved I loved both of them uh, with the with the shows. Uh, I yeah. I was a te- I was a teenager, so like I was I was like the target audience, you know. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, not that there's the possibility, but do you do you know is there anything jackass related in the future for all you guys or? Not right now. Like we've had like chit chats, but nothing right now. Okay. So that's, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. as as we're wrapping up. Uh, yeah. I know you you possibly don't go to the movies a lot, but what was the last movie you saw in the theater? Last movie I saw in the theater was um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, and going back to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah. What did you What did you think of it? Did you love it? Did you I like loved it? it. I've seen it twice now. I saw it in the theater and then I watched it on Netflix. Oh, I awesome. Yeah, awesome. I love it. So that's great. Um I, I I love it. A lot of people said that it was it was very slow paced, uh to which I look at them and I say, Have you never seen a Quentin Tarantino film before? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, Anyone? People, people that say that are too are on their phones too much. Absolutely, I will agree with the you one hundred percent. on their phones too much, and there are so many, so many great things in that film. Uh, the thing that always stands out the most to me, because I only saw the the one, so I want to see it again. Because my wife wants to watch it, uh, but she she really can't sit past anything more than an hour and a half to two hours in the theater. So uh, okay. So it's having to take that snack break when we're at home, which I I say is the great thing about about online streaming and having it all available just at the touch of a finger. Um, But what I love is, is the whistle, the whistle click with Brad Pitt and his dog. 
Yeah. Because, because they set it up just ever so slightly at the beginning of the film with the food. Yep. And then right at the end of the film when they're standing there and then he just oh, gives yeah. that. And he, just, he gives a whistle click and the dog just pounces just, that shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was, I love dogs. I have four dogs myself. So I was in a moment of fret, like, because whenever a dog died, I could care less about people dying in films. But if yeah. you kill, if you kill a dog, like it, you're stabbing me in the heart. Yeah, yeah, me too. I feel the same way too. <laughs> so I, I, I was a pure moment of fret for that dog. Um, have you seen John Wick three? No, I haven't. Oh, gr- oh, great work with dogs in that film. Great, uh, it's a, John John Wick. It it is my favorite of the of the John Wick. I think the John Wicks just get better and better. Yeah. So okay. they're so, <laughs> but um. So I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved the twist. I loved, uh, and a lot of people might. I have some friends that that are snooty when it comes to films, and they're like, "But that's not how it historically happens." I and know. I, people and I look the mansion thing at the end. Everybody's like, "Oh, good," and I'm like. No, it's the Quentin Tarantino way it happened. Right, right. I mean, first of all, look at Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. Look at, but exactly. Second, second of all, he's going to tell you right away it's not what happened. The film is yes, called Once. The film is called Once Upon a Time. Film in Hollywood. Yeah, in Hollywood. I mean, it's it's it, he tells you right from the get go that it's a it's fairy tale. A fairy tale, right yes. there. Anytime you hear Once Upon a Time means you're going to hear a fairy tale. Yeah, absolutely. And, yep. it's, and it's a fairy tale where there's some scary stuff that happens, but it's a happy ending for everyone in the long run. Exactly. Perfect. So um, I like to, the, the last question I like to end with is, is a recommendation from you to the listeners, a film that you love that you think may be underappreciated or people just may not know about. There's a there's a there's a film I saw as a kid. I don't know how it came out or even if it's available or anything, but it's called The Stuff. The and Stuff. And what it is is people eat this marshmallow stuff and they get addicted to it. But the long line of what the film is about is about drugs. But it's a creepy B-rated film made that is it's called the stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's so cheesy and stupid and everything, but I know nobody out there has seen it or watched it, but somebody will, and somebody's going to appreciate how cheesy cinema this is and what the underline of drugs is. All right. That's that's gr- that's great. I love it. Um, uh, I did touch on it at the at the beginning a little bit, um, but how long have you been a professional skater? Uh, since I was 17. Wow. All right. So many, 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 many moons. Years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's great. And and you're you're still skating today. You're still you're still yeah. out there grinding. Yeah, I cruise around and skate still. Yeah, of course. I love it. It's part it's part of me. So skating is a part of me. That's excellent. Um, what what do you have coming up? What do you have going on? Uh, because if if I'm uh, correct, you you have chronic tacos. Yeah, I have chronic tacos. I'm one of the one of the main owners. Uh, we have locations opening up, and you know, just doing that and just skating, and then I do yoga. I kind of live like a low key peaceful life right now. 
Excellent. Uh, is there anywhere online people can find you if they want to follow you? I, I know you're on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is the the only place I go. I don't do any. I don't do Facebook. I don't do any other social media. I only do Instagram, and it's at I am Wee Man, and I run it. Nobody else runs it. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, that's great. At I am Wee Man. I uh, folks am at Twitter at TLPYW, uh, Instagram at the Last Podcast You'd Want. Uh, and really to end the show, I try and keep uh, a PMA, a positive mental attitude. I do a little introduction at the, the beginning of the show where I talk to the guests and I, I do rundowns and, and all that, but I, I try and keep uh, a message of positivity. Do you have a, a, a message of, of positivity you'd like to pass on to the folks, uh, kind of a mantra you have? Yep, totally would. You've had many problems in your life and you've gone through them already. So know the next time you have a problem, you'll get through it. That's amazing. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. That was Jason Weeman Acuna uh, on the one-year episode of uh, the last podcast you want. Weeman, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and thank you for having me. Let me know when it airs. Oh, absolutely, I will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you then. <laughs> Like. Ever wonder how your buddy got those exclusive wrestling superstar action figures? Finn Balor or even that Ric Flair autograph 8x10 photo that you can't find in stores? Chances are they came from Pro Wrestling Loot, Professional Wrestling's most unique and fan-friendly monthly subscription box. Pro Wrestling Loot customizes a 5-7 to seven item mystery box for wrestling fans that includes exclusive t-shirts, action figures, collectibles, trading cards, pins, autographs, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Today, for all of our last podcast you'd want listeners, we have a deal for you. Just head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and enter the promo code LASTPODCAST to check out to save 20% off your first box with Pro Wrestling Loot. With over 20,000 followers online and presence at some of the biggest conventions in the United States, including WrestleCon and StarCast, Pro Wrestling Loot just isn't a business. With ties to indie, mainstream, lucha libre, American, and European pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Loot is always sending out the most unique items with you in mind over the last five years. Sign up today at ProWrestlingLoot.com for just $24.99 and start receiving your monthly Pro Wrestling Loot Box. Plus, for a limited time, enter code LASTPODCAST and receive 20% off your first box. Pro Wrestling Loot, for the fan in all of us. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. It's over.